Hey, River Valley, I am excited for today because I have some guests with me here on the platform, and uh, we are going to try to connect the dots. I, I want today to not be an information exchange. I want this to be a transformation of your life. I want something to happen here, and I want you to get connected to the stories that we hear, the stories that are like you, and what God is doing in our church. We're in a series right now, and I I'm going to give a slight review and then jump into this because today we're going to talk about living blessed to be a blessing. And I'm going to talk about that and also talk about over and above giving. And I want to be very clear for those that missed last week. I want to get you up to speed. Um, I just want to be clear. We believe that uh, a heart touched by God responds and then an obedience fuels the work of the Lord by giving a tithe. We give a tenth of our income to the local church to fuel what God is doing. And I used a chart last week, and I want to have that up on the screen. It'll be over your heads, guys. And uh, I talked about how when we bring our tithe, that whatever angle we come from, whatever perspective we're coming from, God ministers to us, and he changes us and develops within us godly character. So that's our starting point. We respond to God, and we tithe. Then over and above that, what is over and above the tithe we give, and we live blessed to be a blessing. That's a phrase I love to say in our church, blessed to be a blessing. We didn't originate it, it's in the Bible. And in Genesis chapter 12, verse one, it, the Lord is speaking to Abram, his name has not been changed yet to Abraham. And he says, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. God said to Abraham, I'm blessing you to be a blessing. And that's where we see it. I'm blessing you to be a blessing. And, and as we're living in America, as we're living where we're at, and I know people are watching all around the world, as you're blessed, you're blessed to be a blessing. It's not just for you to keep it. And in also in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, it says, and everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of our Lord, who himself said, it's more blessed to give than to receive. We're gonna work, we're gonna give, we're gonna be blessed to be a blessing. And as we follow these prompts from God, we're gonna look at the 90% in our hands and then go and, and say, we wanna live blessed to be a blessing. Now, this is where these people come in uh, because these are part of the people that are part of our over and above giving. Some are doing the giving, some are receiving it and, and giving it to the places all around the world. And we do that through Kingdom Builders at River Valley Church. Kingdom Builders is our over and above, our blessed to be a blessing. People ask me, whose kingdom are we building? The kingdom of God. We're building the kingdom of God all around the world and we're living blessed to be a blessing. And so that's what we're doing. And um, when we, when we get this generosity spirit, we say we want to give over and above. We give to kingdom builders, and many of you set goals and give sacrificially, and we're going to talk about that. And uh, I want to introduce our panel. They have patiently waited here with us, and obviously, it's great to have Becca with me up here, and uh, I said she makes us a good-looking couple. And, uh, and then we have Sam Johnson, who has been uh, a missionary for over 20 years and now raises resources all around the world. We, 
we go back to, uh, he mentored me in Bible college, okay? So uh, it's a joy to have you. And, and of course, we have John with us with Northern Asia. And I just want you to know we love this guy and what he and his wife are doing there. And then we have Justin and Kari, and we are so thrilled to have you from our Crosstown campus. And they're part of the team here today. And you're gonna hear from them. And I'm praying that God connects the dots and, and helps you to capture and I'm praying for an impartation, like what's going on, you'll see. Now, Sam, I'm gonna start with you. We have traveled the world together, we have done this, and you have, have been a recipient of Kingdom Builders are over and above. Share with us what God's doing right now through Kingdom thank Builders. Thank you, thank you very much, and thank you for giving me the privilege of coming and sharing with your wonderful people. And uh, God has been awfully good to Joyce and myself for nearly 60 years, 60 years. 60 years. Joyce and I have helped to build Bible schools around the world now in more than 50 countries. We adopted early on the strategy that Jesus Christ gave to us. Think about this for just a moment. When Jesus began his ministry at the age of 30, what did Jesus do? Jesus launched his ministry by calling to himself 12 disciples. There were no iPhones, there was no Samsung phones burning up. There was, there was nothing, there was just no jet planes, just a donkey and a camel. That's all, that's all Jesus had. And, and he knew that if he was going to tell the world, hello, I've come to be your savior, he needed to impart that to his disciples. So he formed the first Bible school. So Joyce and I have embraced that strategy. God spoke to me and said, do they need any help in Africa? I went to Tanzania, and this is what I found. I found a facility that had been started in 07 by a church from Alabama. 07, 08 were not good years to us in America because of the economic downturn. Nobody got back. There was no more building done, and it was the beginning of a Bible school. And I saw that, and I said, devil, get out of the way. I know Rob Kettling and River (laughs) Valley Church. Get out of the way. And that's exactly what happened. We built this incredible dormitory for 250, and that took us to the building of this phenomenal auditorium that you dedicated several years ago. Yeah, I think we have a picture of that and of the journey. Uh, through Kingdom Builders, we built a uh, auditorium, you can see it there, that seats 5,000 people in Tanzania. It's the largest gathering area, and the president of Tanzania was like, I can't believe, this is amazing. We'd like to utilize this and use it. And we're training ministers there. And Kingdom Builders did that. You uh, said, hey, how would you like to change the world and get in on this strategy of doing Bible schools to train pastors to start more churches? I said, we're in. And we, over the years, we gave to that, completed it, dedicated it, but it didn't stop there. You've got us into Burkina Faso and into India. And where else are we going? So yes. we're building in Burkina Faso, down in Togo, which is just south of there. We're building a men's dormitory on the seminary there. Over in Brussels, Belgium, we're helping to build Continental Theological Seminary in that vast land of idiocy in what was once called a great Europe. There is there's just a great dearth of knowledge. And, of, and, of, and, and so we're building 
there, and then in India. Oh, man, India, a country, a, a country of 1.23 billion people. They don't know how many they got. And, and the northern part of India, the key to that is the training of the nationals. So we're helping in Delhi to build a school. Yeah, I, You're I, with I, me all the way. This guy, I wish we, he had some passion. Yeah, I wish he had some passion. <laughs> and by the way, how old are you? I'm 82. 82. I want to be that, like, wow. legit. But he's not giving up. He's like, give me 10 more years, Lord, and I want to keep going and planting these Bible schools and building these things. Priority One is one of our partners. You might see them. And Sam Johnson's behind that, a, a career missionary who's given his life to raising resources to start Bible colleges all around the world. That's what's happening. You're multiplying. When you give to kingdom builders, you're over and above Bible schools are started, more things are started, things are going, and, and God uses regular people like you and I to give and to do that. And I want to ask Justin and Kari to just jump in now, and you're supporting things like Priority One, like other ministries that you're hearing, and I want you to talk about how God got a hold of your heart to want to go over and above the tithe and to give and to sacrifice. Kari and I got married and had a family, had our first child, Aria, and this was about uh, six years ago, and we were doing the normal American life. Uh, we had both been raised with faith, but weren't actively living it, and at some point, we both became very aware of that, and we wanted to find God, and we knew that we needed to find a church, we needed to find the truth, we needed to find the Bible, and we needed to read it. We were sitting in a church one day and we were listening to a sermon on giving. And part of that sermon was about counting the cost. And I remember those words hitting me and I just couldn't think about anything else. I just started thinking about, well, what does costs mean? And what does it mean counting them? It became clear to me that following Jesus and loving Jesus and obeying Jesus meant I needed to be able to give him what he asked Right, whatever he asked of me at the time. I didn't know what he was going to ask, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to say yes to it living the way we were living. That's a big statement. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a drop the mic. I think a lot of people, no, I think a lot of being willing to do whatever he says. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we, and so I turned to Kari in that sermon, and I had all these thoughts racing through my mind, and of all the things that I could have said, the only thing that I could find uh, the, the strength to say to her was, we need to sell our house. <laughs> and she turned to me and she goes, okay. And that was it. Let me ask, was God working on you already? Because that, I, I'm just envisioning if either one of us said, sell the house, <laughs> it would be like, take a nap. You know what I mean? I just, what, was God working on you already? Yeah, he'd, he'd already really been building in my heart a desire for something more, to have a more significant life for God. I knew that we change needed to happen for that, and so I think that the Holy Spirit was already working in me to unify us in that, and I, and I just had complete peace about supporting Him in selling our house. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Are you just stockpiling money now that you're in the apartment? Or <laughs> Coming to River Valley, it was really the first time that we'd heard about missions, and so God really just really started to awaken that in our heart. And we saw that we weren't, we weren't supposed to be building our kingdom here, but that there was something that we could do to build the heavenly kingdom. Um, and so 
uh, we, in a life group together, we studied the book Radical, and we just really looked at the teachings of Jesus. And at the end of that, it, there was a challenge to uh, give sacrificially for a year. Yeah. And so we said, all right, we're going to do that. We're on board. Give uh, sacrificially for a year for a was year. the goal? Yeah. Okay. When we said we're going to move away from the things of the world, we're going to sell the home, put the materials behind us so that we could free up our time and our finances for God. We, we knew at that time, we didn't know what God was going to ask. But we wanted to be able to say yes to whatever he asked. And we wanted to be able to say yes 100%. For example, this was the time that the Crosstown campus was preparing for the new building. And that was a big part of the Kingdom Builder ask at the time. And so we wanted to be a part of that. And so we said, okay, we're going to give sacrificially. We're going to pray about what that means. And we both came back with a pretty small number. And we looked at each other and went, I don't know, maybe we weren't praying right. That doesn't seem... That seems like we should be giving more if it's sacrificial. This doesn't feel sacrificial. So, so we went away from it and prayed about it. And we both came back not a long time later and discussed it. And it became clear to us that God wasn't asking us to give that. He was asking that that's all that we keep. And he said, I so want you... So you're saying reverse it. Reverse keep it. Keep this relatively small number and give the rest. Keep the relatively small number, which is the smallest amount I've ever had in my bank account since college. Uh, so we started talking about, okay, how do we do that? This is what we're going to need to do. We went to the bank. We said, okay, we're going to get this out uh, and pull it together. And that's what we're going to have as a check when we go to church tomorrow. We show up to church that morning uh, with the check. And so we slip in the envelope and we say, hey, can you make sure that this gets to where it needs to go? Please make sure this gets to where it needs to go. You're like, oh yeah, we'll put it over here. I'm like, okay, so where's good. the safe? I'll drop yeah. it in. Yeah, that's <laughs> we're gonna trust God with that. So we walk in, and Pastor Anthony starts talking and giving his up, and he goes, "I have got great news for the church this morning. Are you ready for this? We are fully funded." And you had just put a check and in. And we had just put the check in. So had our they check didn't your count. Check? Our check did not count towards the fully funding. <laughs> so Kari and I look at each other, and we're just like, "Well." What was, what was that all about? We're not going to go back and get it, but if the church is fully funded... Where's that guy? Why, what is, like, I guess you know, Kingdom Builders does a lot. Kingdom Builders is amazing. They'll, they'll do something with it. So let's, let's just go worship. And then I said that, and, and Kari's like, yeah, okay. But then Pastor Anthony goes, but you know what? At this campus and this church, we're not done. There's still time left in the year. We're fully funded for this, but there are a thousand ways to give, and there are a thousand things we can do. So this year, and what remains of this year, we are committed to going to this community that has been devastated by this hurricane, and we are going to work with that community, and we are going to rebuild their church. Our goal is to rebuild their church, and it's going to cost us this much. And he put a number up on the screen that was the exact amount that we had brought in that morning. Yep. 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 And I just, at that time, I remember just thinking, like, God, thank you so much. We know you have so many plans, and we know you have so many ways that you want to impact people around this world. And just thank you for so clearly bringing us on that journey with you. Thank you for so clearly confirming that this kingdom is here and this kingdom is being prepared for us and you're allowing us to be with you. That's beautiful. And I, I want to affirm that and I want to let everybody know 
we're all on a journey with God. And the beautiful thing is he's leading and guiding us, and he's asking us to obey. Obey to start a church. Obey to start a Bible school. Obey to go to Northern Asia. Obey to give and to make a move and a pivot. And, and you say, I should be like them or them or them. No, you should be exactly how God tells you to be. And you should be on the journey exactly where he wants you to go. And when you do that, you will see God work in ways you never would have seen if you'd have just lived a comfortable life and just said, well, we'll just throw a little in or we'll just say a little yes. Say a big yes to God. Say the big yes to God. That's awesome. And I, speaking of how it's different, um, I'm going to pivot over to Becca and I just want to say, like, how was it different for us? Like, very different. You know, I, I some... Some of this, I'm like, you should disciple or, uh, we'll, or disciple both of us, you know, and this, it was different. It was, di- it was diff- different. Yeah. First of all, super convicting. <laughs> wow. Um, that's incredible. And I know every time we've given, like, you know, we, we make big goals and we give them and God just continues to bless us. And I just think, you know, you hear that over and over, you can never outgive God, but it is so true. And I know last year in 2020, we had made this big goal. We're like, God, this is year 25 of River Valley. Like we're going to give the biggest gift we've ever given. And we just set that goal out there. We were super excited. And then, and then COVID hit. And we're just, you know, I think in the back of our mind, everything with COVID, you're just like, okay, well, that's not going to happen then. You know, well, we're going to cancel this. We're not going to do that. Well, we're not going to make our goal this year. I think that's just kind of how we felt personally. And as the year went on, we're like, no, God, like we know, we trust you. We believe you can do it. So if you want to, if you want to do it, we're still committed to that goal. But um, we, we just really didn't think it was going to happen. And then towards the end of the year, miraculous thing happened. You know, we, we got some money that we weren't expecting and we're like, oh, this gives us a little cushion now. You know, we can put it in savings or whatever. And we're, we looked at each other. We're like, no, we could actually fulfill our pledge, the biggest one we've ever made. What are we thinking, you know? And so we just, we're like, we're, we're just going to give it all. I mean, we know that God has more where that came from. And so it was just amazing that we, in that kind of a year, were able to make that big goal, that big pledge. And it was, personally, it was just a huge um, reminder of God's faithfulness in our life. We're like, you know what, just what are we holding on to it for? I know you you talked about the just in case, you know, well, oh, now we have a little cushion Let's keep this just in case. And we're like, no, that's not why God has blessed us. He's blessed us to be a blessing. And so we were just so excited to be able to give and make our biggest goal that we did last year. And so just don't lose that faith. Don't God can do anything, you know, more than we ever ask or think. Ephesians 3.20 says that. And so why in our small-mindedness do we think, oh, we've got we've to hold back. We've got to keep it just in case. It's like, no, God wants us to go all out. And, and your story just proves that and that you would never want to go back because he blesses you so much by your obedience. And so that would just be my challenge. Just, you know, you know you're going to be blessed, whether it's financially or in relationships or whatever it is. So just, I just say, you know, just go for it. It's so amazing too. Like it took us our whole life to give our dream goal, Mm -hmm. okay, so whole life so far, so 55 years old, I finally gave the dream goal, and in over and above giving, and then immediately we set a new dream goal, Mm -hmm. and we're like, 
how fast could God do it? <laughs> like, I mean, it was like, I don't have another 55. Okay. So I was like, we, how fast, like, could he do it in five or three or what don't we see that God sees mm-hmm. that we're on this journey and what can he do? So I, I, it's, a, it's a joy to live that way, mm-hmm. anticipating what God is going to be able to do through you mm-hmm. and that you could do this little part and he's working behind the scenes. Yeah. Now, John, uh, here we are. You're one of the people we support and you and your family are out there and we love what you're doing. And uh, just share a little bit about what God is, is speaking to you right now and, and how you can minister to us. Uh, my wife and I live in the part of the world that, it's part of that 42% of the world that has never heard the name of Jesus before. Uh, they don't have access to the gospel. We live in a city of a million people, and we can shake hands with one after another, knowing that they've never heard the name of Jesus, and they don't have access. Uh, their life, they will live and die with injustice of never having an opportunity to meet him. And uh, God called us, and we went for a year, and we just said, let's go for a year. And in that year, he overwhelmed us and uh, just put it on our heart that, if not us, then, then who? And to be obedient, it's what he had called us to do. It was uh, just being obedient to what he had called us to do. So we stayed for another year, and we stayed for another year. Um, we have to have a way, an excuse to be in our city. And we were there living uh, as the only foreigners in the city of a million people. And uh, my wife and I, on the weekly basis, the only people we would speak to in English was each other and our two-year-old daughter at the time, and that was it. And uh, it was isolating. It was hard. Um, but we were, uh, there's levels of intimacy that we got to reach with God only through depending on him. And we depended on him in those hard times. And uh, we prayed, God, send us more, send us workers. Uh, Paul had Silas, Paul had Timothy, Paul had Barnabas. We wanted a team there with us working. And at that time we, we were teaching. That's how we were able to be there. We taught in the university and that was our access. Um, but we didn't have a way to invite friends to come. And so we were praying, and uh, God opened up the opportunity to, to start businesses. He gave us a Where we live, it's hard to get a business license. It's really hard. And he, he put it in our lap, and it was a miracle. And the funds came in for it, and we were able to start this business. And uh, in this business, it's a coffee shop. There's some pictures here. This, this coffee shop right here that you're seeing, that's 100% funded by Kingdom Builders. 100% funded by you guys. Amen. Amen. So, so thank you. Thank you so much. You see, it's a beautiful shop. In this shop, we're allowed to sit. We can sit across from the table, and we can share the name of Jesus with people that have never heard. They've never heard. And with this shop, now we have the opportunity to invite others to come work with us. And we actually have uh, number 72 and 73, I believe, of the 500 working with us for the last couple years. Coffee experts that know what they're doing that really helped us. Um, They've helped plant the church. And uh, we have another couple that's on their way. Uh, that are another River Valley 500. So not only are we partnering together through Kingdom Builders Funds, but the 500 are coming and are planting the church where it hasn't been planted before. Yeah, where you're at, where you're at, the director. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I love it. I just... Where they're at, the director over that whole region said, I want 100 of the 500 for this region. He said, we have cities of a million people that have never heard the name of Jesus. And he said, I want a hundred of the 500. So, I mean, I, I, I just believe that we could get a hundred of the 500 there. And I thank God that... That would be a happening coffee shop. You would, you'll take yeah. them. You'll <laughs> take them. <laughs> Seriously, Starbucks, watch out. Here we come. Yeah. 
Uh, I love what God's doing, and he's sending people around the world, and the strategic partners we have that are able to take and receive part of the 500 people, man, if that's you, that's you. God could use you. You could be a coffee expert. You could be in finance. You could be in technology. The, the world is changing, and we need people in that 500 that are willing to say, here am I, send me. You guys were talking about um, not collecting things, not collecting stuff, and, and, and investing in eternity. This past year, my wife and I have been living out of a suitcase, in and out of a suitcase, and we've been talking a lot about how that's life. That, that we should all, we're all actually living out of suitcases. Sure. We all, we're, we were listening to the song Hallways, at River Valley Worship. Right. This is just, we're just passing through when we get to sing holy, holy, holy and worship him. And there's a language group in the Himalayas that's going to sing holy, holy, holy and worship him around the throne because of the partnership, because of what God's doing. So we're not, I, we're not collecting stuff. We're collecting languages that haven't worshiped him before around the throne. Amen. Uh, there's a hundred and... Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's 190 languages, unreached people groups in our province, and we're moving out. We're moving out into the... There's a picture, there's, these are these roads, these winding roads, straight cliff drops to these villages where we can sit across from the table with farmers who are growing coffee and we can direct source their coffee, good coffee, and we can share the gospel with them for the very first time. And it's, it's a partnership that we're doing together and we're able to see these languages. There's a language worshiping him that hadn't worshiped before. So. It's beautiful. And we're not done no. Where are we? No. I think we're doing another one, yes, correct? Yes, sir. So it wasn't, I had never done business before. Our background wasn't business. It was just being obedient. So we stepped into to the businesses and we've learned as we went and the businesses have grown and done well. And uh, the next step for us, we were in this very poor village. Um, the government came to us and said, we've been trying to put money into this village, but it's poor. There's no sustainability here can you help us provide sustainability? We're in an area that grows coffee. It's a good coffee area. Um, this village didn't have electricity or running water. They said, will you plant coffee? We're not, we're not farmers. We've never planted before. God's connected us with, with people that know what they're doing and have brought them to our team. And through Kingdom Builders, we're going to plant a coffee farm so we can live and learn a language that yeah. has never worshiped him. There's no Bible there. We're going to translate a Bible. We're going to work on the Bible, and we're going to see this language uh, in, this, in the Himalayas uh, through planting coffee. We're planting coffee, but we're, really we're planting the church where it's never been planted before. Praise the Lord. I love it. Coffee and church together and kingdom builder. And, and I joke around that uh, our partners, our missionary partners, and, and the people that we uh, do kingdom builders with around the world, they're the best of the best. And we vet them and look into them. And then I also joke around that they are expensive. Whenever I go to lunch with them, I'm like, this is going to be expensive. This is, they, they're going to want another coffee shop, another Bible school. And our, but that's what we're here to do. We're here to fuel the kingdom of God. And so we do over and above giving and saying, we're going to do this. We're going to uh, start Bible schools. We're going to start businesses. We're going to do coffee. We're going to uh, give sacrificially. We're going to give and set goals. And this is the type of church we are. We are on mission together to build the kingdom of God. And as we talk about giving over and above, living blessed to be a blessing, I wanted you to hear real people in our church that have real stories that 
might be way outside your comfort zone, but, you're, but we're all on this journey together. And I wanted you to be challenged. I wanted the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I wanted you to hear our partners and see the passion they have for what they do and the lives that we're able to change. And it starts with us saying, after the tithe, over and above, I wanna, I wanna build the kingdom of God. And we just simply say, some people have a plan and they just work the plan. Just give what you can. But don't stop there. Have a vision of what could God do through you. Like let him speak to you and stretch you beyond just your own ability. What's the vision? And then write that vision down and, and pray about that, just like we did with our, 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 our goals every year. But then, so we have a plan and a vision. And then one more, it's a dream. We want everybody in our church to have a dream goal of what you could give, what would be the largest amount you could ever give to God that's beyond your wildest dream, and then hold on to that dream. And then when he gives you an opportunity to do it like we did, give that dream. It'll be the greatest joy when you do it, and then get a new dream of what God could do. This is, we're on this journey together to change lives and to preach the name of Jesus and to share the love of Jesus around the world. And it's partners like this that are going out this. It's people like this that are just saying, here we are, God, use us. We're nothing special, but we're going to listen to you and we're gonna give and we're gonna go and we're gonna serve and we're gonna proclaim the name of Jesus so that everyone can hear. That's our goal. And I wanna pray over you wherever you're at right now. And you might be in the process. You might think you're part of the 500. I think some of the people who just got inspired for that, you might think, I want to be trained. I want to be raised up. You might think, uh, I, I've got something that is in my heart. There might be some that are saying, I'm, I'm sacrificing or giving a percentage. I don't know where you're at, but I want to pray for you right now that God will speak to all of us as we go over and above the tithe and live generous lives, blessed to be a blessing. So Lord, I just pray as these things have, have just challenged us, on giving and going and serving and replicating and training and doing all these things. God, I just pray that you'd speak to each one of us differently. Just like when we bring the tithe to the, to the storehouse, we say, God, we tithe. You minister to us each individually. In this moment, as we talk about blessed to be a blessing, over and above, I pray you'd speak to us all differently. Some you're gonna say downsize. Some you're gonna say, uh, I want you to expand the business and I want you to give from that. Others, you're gonna say, I need you to be one that will go. And I pray that you'd speak to all of us differently. And I pray, God, that each of us would be challenged by the things we heard, but we'd be encouraged by the things you're speaking over us. And you'd speak those things. And together, we'd proclaim the name of Jesus all around the world. God, we just counted a privilege to know you, and now we counted a privilege to live blessed to be a blessing. God, help us to live blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.